microbes, some of them can get around the world very quickly, and they certainly can evolve quickly. And so they may be an important bridge for plants, a sort of unappreciated source of this expanded ability to tolerate a changing world. I wonder if you can give me some examples of how microbes help trees adapt. Plants are good at some things. They're great at making their own food from sunlight, but they're really bad at other things. They have real challenges. One of them is that they can't move. And so when they're in a bad spot, they can't just walk away. And so over the last 400 million years, plants have evolved to outsource a lot of their functions, a lot of their basic needs to microbes. So taking up nutrients from soil, like nitrogen and phosphorus, their roots aren't necessarily very good at, at getting those on their own. How do the microbes help bring in the nutrients? Think about a root. They can look quite skinny to us, but compared to a fungal hyphae, they're actually much, much thicker than a fungal hyphae. Fungal hyphae are one cell thick. Meaning you'd have to put thousands of them side by side to span a single inch. So that's much skinnier than even the skinniest root. So they can get into places in soil that roots can't get to. And some fungi can produce enzymes that they can secrete into the soil that break down complex molecules, like decaying plant litter, and they can liberate the nutrients, the nitrogen and the phosphorus that's bound up in those molecules, and then feed those nutrients to their host plant. In other words, fungi predigest food for plants. That's something plants can't do on their own. The fungi actually enter the plant roots, and they form this really close relationship with the plant cells inside of the roots. Um, so they have that really close relationship. It just creates a lot of interface between the fungal cell and the plant cell. They have special transport proteins in their membranes that will pump out phosphorus or nitrogen out of the fungal cell and then directly into the plant cell. There are uh, specific versions of these nitrogen and phosphorus transporters that are um, say regulated both by the plant and by the fungus. And in exchange, sugars will come out of the plant cell and go right into the fungal cell. What was most important to us was this phenomenon that no matter what kind of stress the plant was facing, it did better when it had access to microbes that had faced that stress before, whether that was drought or heat or cold. The mechanism behind each of those phenomenon is probably pretty different. It might be totally different within different plant species as well. So we were really focused on whether there was some general pattern that would rise above all that, that noise that could help us you know, make decisions about how we're going to restore forests in the future. I was curious, just how does a microbe enable a plant, a tree, to endure a stress such as heat or cold or drought? Now, just sort of try to understand what you're asking about the mechanism behind driving out of that, we're going to have to really focus in, you know, pick one or two plant species and um, particular microbes and sort of drill down to like what chemicals being exchanged, what change is going on to the, the plant physiology. You know, that work has, has some value, but if we waited to know those answers, then we would probably lose our chance to act. That could take many years to understand. There are many decisions that have to be made, you know, now. We always have to have that balance of like, when do we know enough to act? And when do we now want to drill in and understand things at, at deeper and deeper levels? I've been speaking with Dr. Richard Lankow and Isabel George of the University of Wisconsin in Madison. I'll have more on plants and microbes in symbiosis, living together to overcome stress in the very near future. For KVMR, I'm Al Stalin.